Thank you. Take a breath, if you will. Take another breath and get fully present. And one more breath and let yourself get perfectly still. Let go of the day. Let go of whatever it took for you to get here. And this, in this moment, while you're holding the hands of someone, feel that vibration. Before you were awake, you might have thought that that vibration just came from physically touching but in a more awake state, you get to know that that is actually energy moving, pulsating through all of us, creating a web, a matrix, so to speak, of support and love. So let yourself imagine right now being caught in the web of love. However you would imagine that, that you do on your own. But imagine always feeling connected. Always feeling the thread that connects you to maybe this community, maybe your family, or just the universe. Feel the support. And imagine that you can go flying off of a cliff with total faith, knowing that you'll be caught. Imagine always knowing that someone, something will catch you. Something will catch you. A net of support, a net of love will catch you. And how you can freely fling your arms open and faithfully take, take the risk in life that maybe up to now you've been hesitating to do. Take that new job. Take a chance in that relationship. Choose to open your heart. Choose to extend yourself, your wisdom, your generosity. Feel what that feels like. And now, if you will, take a couple of breaths from your upper chest, bringing that feeling and that imagining into the room, and let it be. And so it is.
I'm fascinated by the, um, the, the varieties of ministries that are happening around the world um, through the Centers for Spiritual Living. And we now have uh, many, I don't even know, 40 or 50 maybe, what we call focus ministers and focus ministries. A focus minister, well, like Joel eventually will roll into be a focus minister because his focus ministry will be in, you know, publishing and, and such and helping people to get published. Um, there are Reverend Rich Volk is a focus minister and he's a focus minister as a musician. So it depends upon the bent. You could be a yoga instructor and be a CSL uh, minister and be teaching science of mind and yoga. Like, it could be almost anything. Well, a very good friend of mine, a new but good friend, the girl is just a hoot. She could be absolutely Jersey girl in, in her manner. Um, her name is Reverend Linda Rapon. And she's probably about the same height and up until recently always had white spiked hair and um, no tattoos evidently, but she has two kids and one of her daughters has, you know, dreads and tattoos of everywhere and piercings everywhere. And she lives, she, for 27 years of her life, earlier in her life, she lives in an intentional um, home, a, commun a communal um, way of living with four households filled with people, all living intentionally. Now she has something, and I really want to tell you about this because it's exciting, is she, she is now minister of a place called the Launching Pad. The Launching Pad is for young adults. It is for the place between home, hopefully they have some, a little bit of life experience, they don't like the ones who are fresh and total slobs, but anyway, <laughs> you know how that happens. So, but the ones that just have a tiny bit of experience and need to go away to school, and mostly, of course, they're, they're out in Berkeley. What better place for a ministry that's so radical? So they have this great home with five bedrooms and kids living everywhere. They actually took a laundry room, took out the washer and dryer. I don't know where they put it. I think they have to go out for the laundry and, and put a bed in there, which is smaller than the bathroom that accompanies that bedroom, which is hysterical. I said to her, why don't you just put a bed in the bathroom and then have another room? And she has these young adults, and they're coming in and out all the different doors all day long. And these young adults have been given the freedom to figure out how they want to worship, what they want their stuff to look like. And so a, a band has formed. Now, some of them, there's this one young woman who's just delightful. Her name is Spooky. Spooky's. <laughs> So funny name, but I think her real name is Jessica, but I have only known her as Spooky up until now. And she's totally, you know, just everybody, well, California, most everybody's tattooed out anyway. So she, um, she's a tattoo artist, and she until recently lived there in the, at the launching pad. And so she has, though, come up. She's now a practitioner, and there's a number of people in the launching pad who are studying to be ministers. And because the Holmes Institute that trains the ministers is out located out in that area. So I, for the time I was there, the only bedroom that I, I had the couch. I didn't have a bedroom. just had a closed curtains. But, you know, you hear people coming and going and conversations and but young adults praying together and doing, meditating together and being in true leadership, like really working in leadership. And it is the most beautiful 
fantastical thing I've ever seen. And you wouldn't recognize it maybe as a ministry because they do things differently. So they had a service for us for uh, Wednesday night. And what their service looked like was <laughs> the theme of the church that was hosting our event was uh, in Napa Valley. And they have a theme this month. It was Peter Pan, right? Which I've got to get us to do because it was, looked like so much fun. There was just Peter Pan and Wendy on the walls and stuff. And so since they had the costumes, of course you have Wendy and Captain Hook costumes in your closet, don't you? So they came dressed in full Peter Pan regalia and playing music, music that they wrote, all original music, delivering the message about transformation and truth in a whole different and wonderful way. And then what they do is they break the group up into, they broke, um, everybody was broken up into circles. And then they, in the middle of what it would be their service, they prompt a question and then the groups um, get together and they chat about the question and then they share. And then they do a little process of transformation. Now let me tell you how it closes. Spooky, not only is she a tattoo artist, She's a world-class fire, what's it called? Whirler, twirler, yes, with the chains. and <laughs> So she, because we were now burning, we, we had a little ritual of burning and releasing stuff we wanted to let go of. So she takes these two kerosene-soaked, I think they were kerosene-soaked, I don't really know how it works, takes these two things, dip the, dips them into that pot, and while she's twirling, wouldn't you love to see me do that? <laughs> while she's twirling, she's treating. She's treating, she's got the microphone on, and she's doing this, and it's dark at night, and the flames, you just see the flames, and I didn't know whether to look at it or listen. This is their service. And then they close, of a pro they close with a process of total connection, total and beautiful connection. So this is, the, this is the thing about young adults, and that's why I wanted to mention about Sarah, that as one of our young adults, that she's taking the leadership. And Tracy Thomas, who's also stepped into leadership by doing that workshop. I know it sounds silly, but I know that most of you don't know how to use Twitter. Come on, face it, fess up, right? If, right? Or Facebook, some of you barely go on Facebook. And yet, it's good to stay current with the world. And so she's going to empower you to do that. When is it, next week or the week after? It's next week. So next week, come. Just come and do that. And Dan, who's sitting behind his e equipment up there, has been stepping into leadership in running this concert series that he's running. So I truly invite you to come and support him today in the concert that's happening, but to look at our young adults and realize that the, if, if anything's vibrant around here, it's because we have the, the juices of these youthful individuals who are stepping in to their own authority, and that is a good thing. So please talk to them. You know, talk to them, get to know who they are, and get to know what's happening. And one thing, uh, since the uh, Best Life Now was canceled on Saturday, I'm going to have an open office day on Saturday. I'm going to be here for a good part of the day. 
So if you all need to chat with me about the science of mind, if you need to chat with me about the team that you are in leadership with, if you just want to come and have a cup of tea with me, all day Saturday I'll be here so that I can just connect and I'll post those hours on the next email that goes out. Because mostly it's about, you know, for me it's also about being available. So the, the name of the talk today is Out of the Stillness. And stillness to me and, and silence are very important elements. They're not as much fun as some of the celebrating that we do. However, without getting to a place of silence and stillness within yourself, you might be missing the cues that you need to know how to grow. So this is, this is kind of what happens, and it's, it's, about, it's really about being learning to be fully present. When we are not present, we build up over time, and you could be, I mean, maybe you're more present now, because if you're at the center, I make certain assumptions that your life is not the same life as most of the people that are just walking around and kind of asleep, right? I assume that something drew you here. And my assumption is that there's a level of awakeness that drove you here. But when we're not present, what happens is we build up around us like a, like a, a barrier, like corrugated. You know how corrugated is? And what happens over time, if we're not present long enough, we build up a pretty thick barrier between us and the world. And if you're not careful, what happens is you lose sight of the clues and the cues that are there to tell you that there's an opportunity for growth or there's an opportunity for healing. I, I work with people all the time, prayerfully in treatment. And what I know is very often I'll ask somebody, well, how long have you been you know, feeling something? And they'll tell me months, sometimes years. And I, and I have to question, why do we allow ourselves that time to suffer? Now, and then, and then sometimes, sometimes, maybe you've gone to a doctor, although you know me, I'm on my soapbox again. If you're in these four walls, I'm telling you, get a practitioner. Get a practitioner, because the truth is, we might be able to prevent you, and most likely can prevent you from even having to engage a doctor. I don't know about you, but, you know... You go to a doctor with a certain amount of having to give away a certain amount of your own authority. Right? Do you understand that? Because in order for it to work, you must say it works. Now at that point, what if you took your authority and fully owned it? What if you owned it in your own practices? What if you owned it in your, in your meditation, in your treatment work, and all of what you did? Can you imagine how much more empowered you would be if you were always in full authority of your experience? And so getting still and learning to be present is a way of figuring out some of those little annoying things that have been coming at you. Some of them, it seems like you'll just, oh, well, that's life. That's how we, that's the category you put in. That's just life. Oh, that just happens, right? But the truth is, if we just ignore them and call it just life, and then we don't get present to it, suddenly it begins to have its way, and it slowly drills its way like a parasite into our beingness, and it grabs hold 
Do you know what I'm talking about? Now, this happens when you don't challenge a belief system. This happens when you're not present to a, a husband, a wife, a lover, and you're not present, and then months later, all of a sudden, there's a divorce papers in front of you, and you're like, what happened? Well, the what happened happens because you weren't being present in all the moments that led up to it. Or suddenly you're released from a job. Well, if you were really being present, you would know that that person wasn't happy with you. But in not being present or just doing things on this level of the world, what happens is we're not paying attention to the clues. And then the worst part is when we do it physically, when we let those annoying little things eat at us and we just think it'll be okay, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, I believe it'll be okay. I'm all about faith and conviction. That's my whole, that's my calling card. But my faith and conviction is also connected to my willingness to get still, to get silent, and then pay attention to the clues and the cues that are saying, please listen to me. Who here can think that you can t think right now, if you're being honest, that you have something that falls in that category that you've just been ignoring? Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and so I'm sorry that there's something building up inside of you, but it doesn't have to. Spiritual mind treatment, if, who are the people that are here for the first time today? Just so I know. Okay, there's I saw a number of hands before. Well, welcome. Spiritual mind treatment, when I say spiritual mind treatment, if you have never been in a center like this, spiritual mind treatment means affirmative prayer. We call it a, a spiritual mind treatment because back in the day when this teaching came to be, which is less than 100 years old, we used that word because we didn't want it confused with prayer of supplication. Because we never pray to an outside God. We pray from an inner knowing, an inner knowingness. So, and so we use the word prayer and treatment interchangeably, but it absolutely means I know from this space. I know from a place of, uh, of deep knowing and conviction. So that's, that's a major shift in, in the type of prayer treatment that we're talking about. But if I make reference to it, that's what that is. When we get still, when you... I'm going to ask a question, be honest... Who's got a series of daily spiritual practices? Okay, for every hand that's not, that was not lifted, you are missing the magic pill. If you go to a doctor who says, take two, see me in the morning. I say, do your spiritual practices, and I'll see you in consciousness. If you have not yet, and you don't know how, you need to ask me to show you how, or ask a practitioner to show you how. But it is the daily, daily spiritual practices. Now, it could look like anything. For you, it might be a walk in the park. For others, it will be meditation. For others, it will be prayer and meditations. For others, it might be uh, maybe writing. 
Maybe writing and journaling. Not maybe. I mean, that for many people, that is just part of your spiritual practice. But get something that grounds you. Get something daily that grounds you. Because when you get still enough, and I'm going to have you experience something in a second, when you get still enough, and, that, and it's totally... Still. All of a sudden, a quiet happens from inside, and you can sense, feel, and hear things from within your own wisdom that you've never heard before. Now, I'm not guaranteeing you're going to like what you hear. That's, you might not like the initial things. It might be, get out of that relationship. It might be, quit that job, it's killing you. It could be things like that. And you're going to feel a little like, <sighs> I get it. You get to decide what you do with that. But if you've got an inner wisdom and intuition and it's screaming at you, I would consider listening. Because what happens when it doesn't, it bites you in the royal buttocks. It will bite you. It will show up as discord. It will show up as unhappiness. It will show up as illness. It will show up. You know, it's like, it's like um, anybody who's ever had children. Like your child, first they try to get your attention. They just kind of first they get your attention quietly. And then you don't pay attention. And then you don't pay attention. And then it's like, <laughs> oops. But that's what happens. So that's what's happening inside your own being. There's a little whispering. And you're like, eh, I want to sleep. And the whispering gets a little louder, or the whispering shows up as something. And then it shows up as something more. And then finally you get it. You're like, oh, man, right. Meditate. Get still. So I want to show you I'm going to give you an experience of stillness. So I'm going to ask you to follow my direction implicitly, okay? Just for three minutes. Sit in a way that you're comfortable. For this particular moment, don't hold hands. For this particular moment. Okay? Close your eyes if you will. And then get still. Now literally just get still. Don't move or adjust anything. Don't move or adjust. Don't move your feet. Don't move a finger. Don't move anything. Feel your breath. And now get even more still. Something will tempt you to move. Something will tempt you to adjust. That thing that is tempting you is your ego. And the reason why that happens is because it feels threatened that you are going to take ownership and authority. 
and it would be right. I just feel the stillness a little more and a little more. Right there, deep in that place, there is a source of power unlike anything, unlike anything that you can get from outside of you. You feel it? When you're ready, open your eyes. So now I want to have you experience it a little lighter, but if you want to stay in that stillness, close your eyes again, if you will. There is a place at the core of you, it is your strength, it is your power. Go there. There is a place within you that is the source of your intelligence, intuition, and inspiration. Go there. While basking in that love, feel the healing vibration that is generated and be present as it permeates and penetrates every square inch of your body temple. Stay there. Stay present to your courage, your strength, your power, intelligence, intuition, inspiration, light, and love. This is who you are. This is the truth of you. Go there to that place which is the truth of you. And while you're sitting in this state of stillness, I'm going to move into treatment right now. And I ask you to know with me right now that there is a vibration of possibility that does most certainly penetrate and permeate all beings, all people, all things, all life, in all forms, at all times. I know for each of us that we are fully available to it in all moments, at all times. I know this to be true. I know that wherever you are, it is in full measure. Wherever you are, it is there as your life, as your power, as your essence. Wherever you are, you are open and available to this. And it is good and beautiful.
What I know is that there is an inner seeing, an inner listening, an inner knowing that is by far more potent and more real than the distraction of what we see in the world. Let us look in, not out. Let us be willing to experience and express the fully authentic being that we are. Let us make room for and allow this fully orbed being that we are as individuals and as a unit. A movement in consciousness. Let us call this good and very good. And if you will, just repeat after me a couple of short lines. I am willing. I allow. I accept my good and my greater good. And with full faith and conviction, I surrender this word to the law. I surrender it to awe. I surrender it to the life that shall have its way with us. And for this and so much more, I am abundantly grateful. And I let this word be so. And so it is.